Friday. Today is March the 8th, and you're listening to My Farm. We're going to continue our discussion from last week about different things looking at the garden soil amendments and how to get that garden growing right. We're also going to take a look at some of the outdoor activities we can be doing with this mild weather we've been having and some we probably should be doing as things are a little more advanced. We'll be back with the details after this message from our sponsor. Sponsored by Seed Consultants. Simply the best value in the seed industry. Learn more at seedconsultants.com. I'm visiting today with Russell Taylor. He is vice president of Live Earth Products, also recently the recipient of the 2023 Certified Crop Advisor Conservationist of the Year Award. Russell, first off, congratulations and thank you for taking some time to be with us this morning. Obviously, a need to know what's in your soil and find ways to improve that soil to enhance the environment. Uh, the rhizosphere, if you will, for, for some of those plants and everything. And so soil amendments can be an important part of that. What, what's your philosophy? Where you sort of start, where should somebody start that's, that's either been gardening for a while or maybe never has and t- to get to where they have that, that maybe not ideal garden condition, but, but a very good environment for, for plants to take off? So one, one passion of mine is conservation. And, and the, the key to conservation and is is what every gardener should embrace the backbone of soil health and the thing that helps store nutrients and store water and all the things the plant needs is your soil organic matter your soil organic matter is your pantry for your soil it's going to it's going to create forms and help and form soil aggregates and that soil aggregate will actually create micropores and macropores and the macropores can help the water rain through so there's drainage and the micropores actually hold moisture in it through capillary action. And that capillary action, if you took a soda pop and you put that straw in the soda pop and you saw the water pull up in that straw, that's what capillary action is. And that's how you actually increase water holding capacity of your soil by in- increasing those, those uh, soil aggregates. So for a gardener who is either you know, established and, and still looking for tips or, or a new gardener, focus on your soil organic matter. Get a soil test, look at your soil organic matter, and understand it takes a lot of effort to change soil organic matter. Um, the USDA has a, a program through the NRCS, the Soil First Program. And I encourage every farmer to look at that or even any grower because the, the whole concept is improving your soil organic matter will help conserve those nutrients. Uh, the USDA NRCS has a number that says a 1% change in soil organic matter will conserve 27 to 30,000 gallons of water more per acre by improving your soil organic matter. So it's figures like that where you go, wow, this is an important thing for me to really focus on. And that water you're retaining is not nutrient void. You know, that water is also containing nutrients to fertilizer. By improving your water retention, you're actually improving your utilization of your applied nutrients and therefore having a more successful garden. So step one, focus on the soil. Don't just look at the NPK, but consider that the soil organic matter is an important part of that process. Step two, then, as we look at, we do a soil test, we find out what our organic matter is, uh, we want to make some changes with soil amendments. Obviously, they aren't going to be overnight changes. As you alluded to, increasing your percent organic matter does take time, and that can be done through the types of uh, plants or crops you grow and the different root structures and biomass, but it can also be done through adding different amendments. Share some philosophies on that. So humate is the first one. Um, it's your, your your stable part of your organic matter. It contains humic acids, which are normally a component of your soil organic matter. Now, a lot of people talk about soil organic matter as just uh, one bucket. 
you know, you got soil organic matter at higher or it's low and they move on and they don't talk about the constituents. You got your active organic matter, which is compost and manure and those things that are being broken down. Actively. And then your passive organic matter, which is stable organic acids like humic acid and fulvic acid. So I like to add both. Uh, I'm a big fan of adding, you know, some type of mature compost, um, to either my raised bed mix or my, my soil and also humate. Those, those two together make a really nice recipe for improving your soil organic matter. And from there, it's more of addressing your, your nutrient needs, but soil organic matter first. And those, those two components, one doesn't replace the other. You need both. And the active organic matter really helps feed your, your soil microbes and build up that rhizosphere in your soil. My guest again today has been Russell Taylor. He is vice president of Live Earth Products, also a recent recipient of the 2023 Certified Crop Advisor Conservationist of the Year Award. Russell, thank you so much for your time. Stay tuned. We'll be back with more after this message from our sponsor. Williamson Crop Insurance, home of Decision Max. Decision Max allows you a simple solution to analyze your operation and make informed marketing and crop insurance decisions to mitigate your risk. Manage your whole operation in one place with the ability to blend counties, marketing, and insurance coverage to give a complete overview of your operation. Williamson Crop Insurance, protecting the eastern Corn Belt since 1980. Learn more at cropcoverage.com. Thanks, Joel. Taking a look out in the backyard and garden with this unseasonably warm weather, it has folks thinking about getting out there to do some of those spring activities. And while it's a good time for certain activities, there's some you may want to hold off on. Now, a lot of times when the lawns start to begin looking like they're greening up, folks want to go out and apply a weed and feed, a herbicide to keep the uh, weeds from emerging, but give a little bit of a boost to the lawn itself with that fertilizer. If you have areas of the lawn that you need to reseed or rejuvenate, they've died off and you're thinking about putting some grass seed down, you want to make sure you're not putting the herbicide part of that weed and feed down. So you're only using a a fertilizer just to help the existing lawn go up and maybe that seed when it's planted. But if you use a true weed and feed, that's going to suppress the germination of any weed seeds, but it would also suppress the germination of your grass seeds. So there are some products out there you can use that are a weed and feed type product that do not impact grasses. They'll only go after the broadleaf weeds, things like dandelion and plantain, things like that. So just keep that in mind, read the label and know what you're doing, but it's probably still a little bit on the early side to be applying some of that. Another thing folks think about in their yards this time of year is grubs. If you see raccoon damage or skunks, this time of year is they sort of come out of hibernation they may be looking for food sources and start digging in the yard to find those grubs oftentimes the grubs themselves aren't going to be doing much damage to the yard the the rodents that are digging for them are going to be a problem but typically a grub preventer is recommended to be put down late june july and august when those grubs are actively feeding and going the the ones that are there right now really themselves are probably not damaging the yard what you can be doing though is be out there pruning trees especially some of those fruit trees we want to get some of that done before the buds really begin to break and those dormant oil sprays that would get applied to fruit trees and also some of the landscape trees to keep uh, species like scale and other things back. This is the time of year when you can be putting those dormant oil sprays on and also getting that pruning done. A great time of year to do that, especially if we do have some mild weather here and there. 
uh, get out before those buds break, and it's a, a good time to get those trees shaped up if they hadn't been done in past years. So just different things to keep in mind as you look in the backyard and garden. But again, remember a lush, healthy, thick lawn is the best way to suppress weeds and battle the insects rather than having to use products. So the healthier we can keep our yard, the less we actually have to do with some of those other things down the line. Same with the other aspects of our landscape. If we keep the plants healthy, they're going to be less impacted by disease and insects. That's what's making agricultural news on my farm. For my 102.7 WMYW, I'm Dusty Sonnenberg. You have a great weekend.